Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chafches, Daf Koyach from Masech Yoma. And the Daf begins kind of with the conclusion of the statement of our discussion of, well, a conclusion of our discussion of the statement of Rabbi Yochanan from yesterday, um, who had said that a czar, a non-Kohen, who organizes the wood on the Mizbeach, is Chayim Misa. We had a question which led into a discussion about that yesterday, a slightly different discussion about it today. We start the next parak, the third parak of Amr Loim Amemune. Um, and we get into some interesting agaritas on Chav Chesam So let us begin. We're on Dav Chav Zayinam Two lines from the bottom. Vikad Amrida, those who say Maska Floribzer, Bzer Asakash, Vikesh, Chavodashesh, Achre Avodu, Fsulu Bzar. Do we have an example, a precedent for an Avoda that has after it other Avoda and yet it's Psulu Bzar? What does this mean? So, if we remember, yesterday we had a statement of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says that a Zar, a non Koyan, who organizes the wood on top of the Mizbeach, on the pyre of the Mizbeach, is Chayv Misabide Shamayim. Now, the question was, Rabzera asked Akasha yesterday and he said, wait, where do we have a precedent for something that an avoda that's allowed to be done at night that a czar would be chayv misa for? To which we then, Rabbi Yochanan, had to uh, amend his, we amended Rabbi Yochanan's statement to say, not that a czar who organizes the wood on the Mizbeach is chayv misa, but rather a czar who does the shnegziri eats him who puts the two strips of wood on top of the pyre of the Mizbeach, he is going to be um, Chayev Misa. The Gemara now offers an alternative version um, of Reb Kasha, so that instead of Reb saying, hey, do we ever have a precedent for um, an avoda that can be done at night, that Ezar would be Chayev Misa for, he asks differently, which is, do we have a precedent for in avoda that has after it other avodas, right? If when you organize the, the 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 wood on top of the mizbeach, well, afterwards you're going to be putting the shnigziri eitzim on top of it. So therefore, it's an avoda that has other avodas that still have to come after it. Do we have a precedent where such a such a case in avoda sheshachur avoda azarud bichayv misa for? So interestingly. So the Gos Agra, so the Gra and Rashi take out the next one, two, three, four, five lines until halfway through the fifth line of Chavches. And we're going to see that we can cut out a whole bunch of stuff in a few minutes as well. So Eliyitmar, Hachiyitmar, so rather if it's going to be stated, state Rabbi Yochanan's statement the following way, Omer, Rabbi Asim, Rabbi Yochanan, Zoshesidr, Shnegziri, Eitzim, Chayev, that rather, like we said yesterday, or Rabbi Yochanan is saying, is that a czar who organizes the Shnig Zire Eitzim, the two strips of wood that you put on top of the pyre of the Mizbeach, so then you are a chayv, uh, the czar is chayv, um, since it is a complete avoda, it's a completion of avoda, there's nothing that comes after that. But if putting the Shnig Zire Eitzim, is an avoda tam, it's a complete avoda, so then shouldn't it require a lottery? To which the Gemara says, what? What do you mean? Of course, we have a lottery for the Shnek Ziri Eitzim. That a fellow, right, whoever is 
whoever wins the lottery to be able to do the Shuma Sadeshan. Well, he also does the Shnei Gziri Eitzim. So we, so we do see that the Shnei Gziri Eitzim was chosen in the context of a lottery. Hochikom, it is what Rav is saying. If it's an Avodah Tam, if it's a completion of Avodah, it should, it should warrant its own lottery. Why does it get stupped in with Shuma uh, Sadeshan? My answer is Kedam Rinun. The Gemara says, well, we had a reason for it. That initially, the Chuma Sadesh and they would race to the top of the Mizbeach. That got too dangerous, so then they made a lottery for it. Then people weren't showing up, so they threw in also the Sidor Marach and the Shnei Gzir Eitzim. So there was, there was other Cheshbon is Dartin. However, we are going to stick with the Shnei Gzir Eitzim being an Avodah Tama, a completion of an Avodah, and therefore... A czar, a non-coin who does that avoda will be chayv misa. The meimud avoda tamo v'zar chayv olea misa ba'yapayis. Is that to say that where do you require a lottery only for things that are a completion of avoda and that a cha- and that a czar, a non-coin would be chayv misa for? Ein zar chayv olea misa lo ba'yapayis. But if a non-coin would not be chayv misa, uh, I don't know how to say that without double negatives. If a czar, whatever. If 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 a czar would not be chayv misa, well then uh, we wouldn't do a pious. Wow, triple negative. I don't know. Is there a way that I could say that without all the negatives? I don't know. But basically, are we saying that the criteria to warrant a pious, to warrant a lottery, is that it has to be something that is a complete avoda, and that if a czar does it, he'd be chayv misa. Anything short of that. So then there would be no lottery. But what about uh, slaughtering the Korban Talmud? Slaughtering the Korban Talmud was part of a lottery, right? Mishochit, Mizorek, Mishochit, Mizorek. So, but that's something that a non-coin is allowed to do. He's certainly not Chayev Misa for slaughtering the Korban Talmud. So shiny Shrita. Shrita is, is an exception. The Tchilas the the reason why Slaughtering the, the, the Korban Talmud gets its own lotteries because it's mamish the first avoda of the entire day. That's why it gets its own lottery. But I guess as a, as a rule, to get a, to warrant a lottery would have to be something that's a completion of avoda and that a, uh, a czar is chayv misa for. Okay. Skip the next few lines until Amr Marzutra. It's like another five lines or something. Around five lines before the end of the parak. Amr Marzutra. We talk also learn in a Mishnah that the Shnei Gziri Eitzim would be considered a completion of an Avoda. That as we're about to learn in the first, at the very beginning of the next parak, that the Sgan HaKohanim said to the Quranim, go and see if it is yet time to slaughter the Korban Tomit Shoshachar. But it doesn't say anything about go see if it's time yet, meaning go see if it's light out, which would mean that it's time to put the Shnei Gzir Eitzim on the, on the Mizbeach. It doesn't say that. So we want to argue, Marzucha wants to argue, how come it doesn't mention the Shnei Gzir Eitzim. It must be because the Shnei Gzir Eitzim aren't actually something that you have to do in the morning, but rather it's the completion of the 
ordering the wood on the Mizbeach, which is something that could already be done at night. So we see that the Shnei Eitzim is a completion of, a, of an Avodah, the completion of the Avodah of organizing the wood on the Mizbeach. So Gemara says that's not necessarily a proof because you could theoretically argue that the Shnei Eitzim is not necessarily just a completion of the Sidur HaMa'arachah, which can be done at night, but if that's the case, then how come it wasn't listed with, why don't you go see if it's light enough so we could do the Shnei Ziri Eitzim during the day? That's because the Mishnah was only listing things that if you mess them up, you can't fix them, like the Tamid Shell Shachar, as we're going to see in a second in the new Mishnah, that if you end up slaughtering at night because you make a mistake, you have to throw it in the garbage. Um, and therefore, the Memune, the Skana Kwanim, the assistant to the Kohen Gadol would say, hey, make sure that it's light outside so that we can check the Korban Tabid because if it's not light outside, we're going to have to throw it in the garbage and we certainly don't want to do that. Whereas the Shnei Gizir Eitzim, it's not the end of the world if you do it um, at the night because you can always just fix it. Just put them back on. Alright. Well, Hajjan Allah Barishona, we just finished the second parak of Masech Yoma, which is called At the Beginning. Third parak of Masech Yoma. That the Sgan Kohen Gadol, the assistant, the deputy to the Kohen Gadol, said to them, Go and see if it is light enough yet, if it is yet the time for us to slaughter the Korban Tomachel Shachar. If it is already time. So the person who sees that it's light outside, he says, which means like uh, the sun is, red, is, shine, is starting to shine. Masa bin Shmuel Omer, Heir Pnei Kol HaMizoch. Masa bin Shmuel says that the entire eastern skyline is light. We're going to see a, a, a discussion in the Gemara exactly who's taught, what the dialogue is here. But somebody saying, until Hebron, and he says, uh, yes. And how come we need these lookouts? How come we specifically need to go to the top of, of uh, right? It says Rashi, in the second Rashi, in the parak, right? Go climb up to the top of the wall, the top of the roof, go somewhere high and make sure that it's light outside. How come we have to, you know, have this specific system where we go and we look out, we go to a high place? Well, because one time there was light coming from the moon, and on this one occasion, the light coming from the moon was emanating in such a way that they were mamish able to be mistaken and fooled into thinking that it was actually light outside that the day began. And therefore they slaughtered the Korban Tamid. They were getting started in the Beis HaMikdash, starting with the daytime of Odas. And in the end, they had to throw it in the garbage because... Um, it was slaughtered at night, and according to Tamil Shachar, cannot be slaughtered at night, it has to be slaughtered during the day. So, therefore, to prevent a repeat, um, they would specifically go up to the top of the wall and look out and be sure that the sun has risen. The Gemara is going to explain exactly um, at what point they would take the coin Gadol to the base. Atvila, Zeaklal. This is the rule called uh, This was the rule in the Beis uh, Somebody who defecates 
Ta'un Tvila, he's got to go to the mikveh afterwards in the Beis HaMikdash. Chamato Mayim, somebody who urinates, Ta'un Kiddush Yadayim V'Aglayim, has to do Kiddush Yadayim V'Aglayim from the Kiyor. Okay, sounds good to me. Kiddush Yadayim V'Aglayim is basically washing your hands and your feet. I think they would all do it. They would just basically like um, do it in one motion. They would kind of put their hands by their feet and do it all together. I believe. Says the Gemara, top of Chav Chesam with base. Tanya Rabbi Shmuel Omer Barakoi, Barak Barakoi. So we learn in Rabbi Yisrael that according to Rabbi Shmuel, what they would say when they would see the light in the morning, they would say Barak Barakoi. Alright? Some kind of lotion of like light coming out. Rabbi Kiva Omer Olo Barakoi. Rabbi Kiva says that they would say Olo Barakoi, which is a little bit lighter than Barak Barakoi. Nechuma Ben Afkashon. You know who that is? Neither do I. So he says, is it even Barkoi in Chevron? Alright. Master bin Shmuel, says Master bin Shmuel, who is in charge of the lotteries. Very interesting. I think I had said the other day, like, who is this Memune that, 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 right, that, right, that does the lotteries? Is it the Skan? Is it some other person just kind of running the show? So apparently there was this Master bin Shmuel whose role it was, was to, 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 to orchestrate the lotteries. Interesting. So has the entire eastern skyline, skylight, eastern side of the world become light all the way till heaven. Heaven is in the south. So I guess it's saying, Kilu, has the sun risen enough that its light is, is reaching southwards towards heaven? Has the entire eastern sky become light until heaven? And everybody's already going out to their work. To which the Gemara says, one second, if they're waiting till the point where it's light enough and everybody's not going to work, 9 a.m., that's very, very late. So the Gemara answers, says, No, I'm not, I'm not referring to the workers who are going to work at you know, 9 a.m. or maybe a little bit earlier to get there by 9 a.m. But I'm referring to the the employers who need to find people to do the work. So they have to go out earlier so that they can um, find people. So it's a little bit earlier than that. Although Mistome could be Taka, the latest um, time offered out of all these options. But um, it wasn't quite 9 a.m. That the prayer of Avram was from once the walls become black. Now, obviously, we all learned, holy cannoli. What daf was it uh, in Mesechta Brachis where we learned about the, 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 um, prayers? Was that Dav Chavches or Dav Chavtes? Some is Dav Chavtes. I have to take a look. But now we're on Dav Chavches of Yoma. Um, did we quote it anywhere over here? I don't know. I'll go upon him. So, so, where are we? So, um, so, okay. So, right. Oh, right. So everybody's thinking that what's the prayer of Avram Avinu Shachris? This is Taka referring to Mincha, so it's an interesting Shiloh. Why is why are we referring to Mincha as the prayer of Avraham Avinu? I don't think that there's really an amazing answer. I think I saw somewhere Avraham Avinu also davened uh, Mincha, but whatever it is. So, 
the prayer of Avram, the afternoon prayer, or that he would pray in the afternoon. Okay. Oh, what's this? Perish tefillas avos kulam. V'lo hiska Avram elam pneshu ikur that he's the main one. Okay, whatever it is. Let's go weiter. So, so at what point can you start davening mincha? From the time that the walls become black. And we've seen this lashim before. Maybe takim sechta psachim by the Tamash Rabbein Arbaim. That once the walls become dark. And what we want to say over here is that what that means is that at mamish at noon. That once the sun is directly above. Right? That up until noon. So the sun is in the east and it's shy. And if you have a, 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 a wall that's completely vertical, so the sun is going to be shining on the eastern side of the wall. But once it hits exactly noon, so then the sun is directly above the wall, which means that the eastern side of the wall is no longer bright from the sun. So at that point, you can already start praying mincha. Yosef says, an interesting statement, which is, well, we're, we're going to learn from the way that Avraham Avinu did things. I guess the implication being, well, I mean, Avraham Avinu is obviously amazing, but he was pre-Matan Torah. So how are we going to learn things from Avraham Avinu? Amar Rava, says Rava, says Rava, Avraham was good enough for the Brisa to learn out from. Why can't we learn out anything from Avraham? The Tanya's winning the Brisa, Vayomashmini, Yimah Basar that on the eighth day, you do bris mila for a baby boy. Teaches that, right, the eighth day, technically any time on the eighth day, the entire day, is kosher for bris mila. But the people who are um, meticulous about, about mitzvahs, so they do it earlier. Or those who are motivated, inspired by mitzvahs, do it earlier. Shinemar, as the puzzle says, that Avram Avinu got up early in the morning and he saddled his donkey to do Akedas Yitzchak. So we see that we talk do learn out things. We have Allah, that's reason Maktimil mitzvahs by Brismila. From the fact that Avram Avinu, that he woke up early in the morning. So rather says Rava, the, I don't know if I said Rav Yitzchak, but Rav Yosef had the following question. This is what he meant when he's saying, how can we learn that from Avram Avinu? From the fact that he davened Mincha at noon. Because after all, we have a Mishnah in Psachim, in Perek Tom and Nishchat, that we learn in the Mishnah, of course we know, as if it was yesterday, that if Erev Pesach falls out on Friday, and we have to slaughter the Korban Pesach. Nishchat b'sheish v'mechza. So we slaughter the Korban Tamid shall ben Arabayim at six and a half hours into the day. V'kari b'sheva v'mechza. And it's offered at seven and a half hours into the day. V'nishchati mechim shachri kosle. Now if what Rav Safra is saying is correct, that Avraham Avinu already prays Mincha at noon, so why don't we do the same thing? Why don't we slaughter why don't we say that the earliest time that you could slaughter the Korban Talmud Shel Ben Arabai is noon, not a half an hour after that. To which the Gemara gives a few answers. My Kusha, 
What's the question? You can answer that yeah, you can pray Mincha already from noon. However, the walls in the Beis Hamikdash, which they were going based on for slaughtering the Korban Tamachal Ben Arbayim, the walls of the Beis Hamikdash were very tall. And therefore, they were wider at the bottom and they would get thinner as they went up. And therefore, that, they, that, that would have nafkaminas in terms of at what point the eastern wall actually becomes dark. And for that, it takes an extra half an hour. Okay. Inami, or else, shiny Avram, maybe Avram Avinu was an exception to the rule, did Stagninus Gedola Aisa Belibo, that he was Mamish, an expert astrologer, as Rashi points out from Ukmar and Baba Basra, about six lines from the bottom of the right column of Rashi. It's Stagninus Gedola Aisa Belibo, Vachomalche Mizrachumayrev Mashkim Lefischo Lishol Bamazalos, that all of the kings of west and of east and west would come to ask Kashis from Avram Avinu about different constellations. So Avraham Avinu really understood astrology very well, and therefore he knew exactly when noon was, and he could pray at noon exactly, but we wait until a half an hour later. Inami, Mishum Dezokin Yeshiva Hava, you hear that? Alternatively, Avraham Avinu was, was, a, was a Zokin, an elder, and he was sitting in Yeshiva, and I was learning with my friend Josh Weinberg on Shabbos, and um, some 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 of us so, so, some people at Babylon Talmud met Josh Weinberg at a recent seum, and um, so he had a shot over here that from the Gemara in Kedushin that Zaken is um, an acronym for Zekona Chachma. This is a person who has acquired wisdom. Anyway, so it says that Mishum Zaken Vyoshev Bishivava that Avram Avinu was was an elder and he was sitting in. In yeshiva, and because because he was sitting in yeshiva, I guess that's how he knew exactly when to when to daven, when to daven mincha. Do Reb Chama Reb Chanina Mimeim Shalavoseinu Lo Persha Yeshiva Meim. That from the days of our fathers, the Yidden were always learning in yeshiva. How you be mitzrayim yeshiva imayim when the Yidden. Even prima and Torah, we were in Mitzrayim. There was yeshiva over there. Shenema, as the Pesach says, Lech v'asavta zikne Yisrael, go and gather the elders of Israel. And if we go based on Josh Weinberg's pshat, that zikne means zekona chachma, kilu tamidi chachamim. So already in Mitzrayim, there were tamidi chachamim. Hayubamidbar yeshiva imoim. In the desert, there was yeshivas. Shenema, as the Pesach says, Esfali shivim ish mizikne Yisrael. Go and gather for me 70 people from the elders of Israel, from the Tamidi Chacham. Avram Avinu Zakin Vyoshev Yeshiva Hoya. Avram Avinu was a Yeshiva student. Shinemar, as the Pazak says, Avram Zakin Babayomim, that Avram was a Zakin. Yitzchak Avinu Zakin Vyoshev Yeshiva Hoya. That Yitzchak Avinu learned in Yeshiva. Shinemar, as the Pazak says, Vayiki Zakin Yitzchak. It was when Yitzchak was a Zakin. Yaakov Avinu Zokin Vyoshev Bishiva Oya. Shinema Veene Yisrael Kavdu Mizokin. That the eyes of Israel, of Yaakov Avinu, were heavy from Zokin. 
Eliezer Evid Avram Zakin Vyoshim Bishiva Ayo. Avram Avinu's servant Eliezer learnt in Yeshiva. Shinemar, as the Pazuk says, Vayom Avram El Abdos Kambesa Moshe Bukhala Sherlo. That Avram Avinu said to his slave, the Zakan Beso, to the Zakin, the elder, the Tamur Chacham in his house, Hamosha Bukhala Sherlo. Who rules over everything that he has, Amr Bi Eliezer, Shemosha Batoras Rabo, that he rules over the Torah of his master, that Avram Avinu was learning Torah, and, Yid, and, and, and Eliezer, the slave, was a big Tamur Chacham. He, he, Mamish, was very knowledgeable in all the Torah of his master, Avram Avinu. Hudamesek Eliezer, when the Pazuk says that uh, describes Eliezer as the Damesek from Damascus, the Damesek Eliezer, Amr Belazar, Shedole Umashko Mitoroso, Shorabul Acher, that he draws and, and gives to drink from the Torah of his master to others. Amr Rav, Kim Avram Avinu Kol, Atorakula, says Rav, that Avram Avinu was Mekayim, I guess he fulfilled all of the Torah. Shinemar, as the Pazak says, Eikav HaShashama Avram B'koli V'gomer, that because Avram listened to my voice, and the Pazak that says, Vayishmar, Mishmarti, Torah, what was it? Vayishmar, Mishmarti, Mitzvosai, Chukosai, V'torosai. That Avram Avinu guarded all of my guardings, my mitzvahs, my statutes, my Torahs, he did everything. Maybe what it means is that Avram Avinu was Mekayim all the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei Noach. But what about Brismila? He did Brismila. So maybe Avram Avinu did the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei Noach and Brismila, but not necessarily all six, 613 Mitzvahs. Omele to which Rav responds, Imke Mitzvosa Vesorosa Elomele. Then what's my mitzvahs and my Torahs? Amar Rava v'Tamer of Ashi came. Avram Avinu afilu Eruv v'Tavshilin. Avram Avinu even did Eruv v'Tavshilin, which is a, a, a mitzvah the Rabbanon Shemar as the pasuk says Torosai. My Torahs plural. Achas Torah shebichsav. Achas Torah shebalpeh. The written Torah and the oral Torah. So says Rav that Avram Avinu mamish was mekayim the entire Torah, even pre Matan Torah. Wow. Amazing. So the Gemara moves on to the next, you know, piece of the Mishnah, whereas where Masib ben Shmuel says that there would be this dialogue, and the Gemara is now going to explain, go into like the dialogue between who, but there was this dialogue about somebody would go up to the roof to see if it's light outside. There would be like, okay, is it light until Chevron? Yes. What's going on over here? Man Omar Hain, who's the one saying yes? If it's the fellow on the roof, what he's the one dreaming and also interpreting the dream. But if it's the fellow on the ground, how is he the one who can know if it's light out or not? 
You can explain it either way. So if you want to say that the person saying yes is the person on the roof, so here's the dialogue. So the person on the roof goes up to the roof and he takes a look out and he sees that it's light out in the east. And then the fellow standing on the ground shouts up to the person on the roof, how light is it? Is it light, so light that even the light is reaching Chevron? To which the fellow on the roof says, yes, it's, it's light enough that even the light has reached Chevron. Or you could say that it's the person on the ground saying yes. That the fellow on the ground says, has it reached light all the way, uh, is, is, is it light in the east? To which the fellow on the roof says, yes, it's light enough even until heaven for Amrle, Hain, to which the, um, Sorry, so, 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 so the person on the roof says that it's light out. Meaning the fellow on the ground says to the person on the roof, he says, hey, is it light out? And then the fellow on the roof says, you want to know like if it's light out until Hebron? And the fellow on the ground says, yes. Alright. Very nice. Yeah, Rashi points out that maybe that, that the Rishami says, The only reason why there's this Hebron playing a role over here is because we want to mention the merit of the fathers in this whole um, organizing of the Korban Tamid and making sure it's light out. All right. Well, Chavah, that was Daf Chavches of Mesech Yoma. Uh, the Daf the, uh, began with sort of a, another and a uh, different shot in the discussion at the end of yesterday where Rabbi Yochanan had initially said that a czar who organizes the wood on the Mizbeach is Chayv Misa. The alternative approach says, hey, but how could it be that there's an avoda that or, organizing the wood on the mizbeach is something that has afterwards more avoda, and yet we don't have a precedent for azar being chayv misa for that? So in the end, we say, like we said yesterday, that if they um, if azar does the organizes the shnei gzirei eitzim, so be chayv misa. We then concluded the second parak and began the third parak, which discusses that when they would check to see how light it was to see if they could. Um, already slaughtered the Korban Tamil Shachar because if it is not yet light, they're going to have to throw it in the garbage, as the Mishnah points out once happened. Um, and then we got into some very interesting Gemaras and Agartas about, about Avram Avinu, how all of the, how the Yidin always had yeshivas. The Yidin were always learning. As we're doing till, till this day, we're still learning. The Yidin were always learning, even in Mitzrayim. They were, they, 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 they had yeshivas in their Tamidi Chachamim. And says Rav that Avraham Avinu was Mekayim the entire Kola Torah Kula. Even he even made Eruvei Tavshilin. When you had Shabbos after Yontif. Said he can cook on Yontif for Shabbos. So anyways, that was Daf Chavches of Masech Yoma. Very, very interesting Daf. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Cheers.